Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade. Hey, y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now, let's get to the show. Brandy. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> hey. That was so unexpected. <laughs> I told you. You never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Girl, I'm really like confused. <laughs> like, I didn't, okay. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, come out the back pocket with some stuff that, you know, you, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Nothing, girl. You know, just trying to, you know what? I'm always trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know what? I am. Okay. Living my life like it's golden. On this good Thursday. Oh, Edgy, you live for Philly? We get you back. <laughs> um, so, girl, I'm excited. I'm excited too. We're always excited, right? And that's awesome. Awesome. Because today we are doing our first ever book review. Woo woo! Here it is, world. <laughs> yes, we put it on a map. <laughs> we need some sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> but for this book, we'll do it for free. Alright, I guess for the free <laughs> this time. One time only. Okay. So today everybody out there who we just love so much. We didn't we never told y'all we loved y'all. We love y'all. Yeah, we do. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all so much for listening to Brandy's craziness. She's the crazy one. It's her voice that you're hearing that's crazy. <laughs> They they probably don't believe <laughs> nothing that you're saying right now, but yeah. Yeah, probably not. But we really appreciate you guys tuning in every week um, to just do this God walk with us. It's important to have community, and you guys are ours, and we love you for it. Yep, so thanks, guys, for tuning in. <laughs> All right, so let's get to this book review. In my hand, the hand that you cannot see, I am holding <laughs> the book that changed my life, okay, for the better, and I will never forget it. What is this book called, Brandy? Girl, it's called The Shack, girl. The Shack. Yes. So, <laughs> we wanted to... <laughs> this is in a crazy mood. Yes. Um... We wanted to review this book because the movie is actually coming out this weekend. And what was your reaction, actually, when you heard that the movie was coming out? Well, honestly, I think we were together seeing another movie. Maybe it was Collateral Beauty or something like that. Oh, that was so sweet. It mm-hmm. was a great movie. Y'all should check that one out, too. Um, and I had never heard of The Shack. Mm-hmm. And you introduced me to this to this book, and I read the book in anticipation of the movie coming out. 
I think you had got us all on board. Like, yeah, you should read the book before. Yes, I have told everybody who is anybody who will listen to me, okay? I have suggested that they read The Shack. It goes down in my life history that I am still making as my favorite (laughs) book. I just don't really think anything would take its place um, because it, it's just been very important in my um, in my walk with God. So, yes, The Shack is like, yes. So, unlike Brandy, I actually read the book first. I read it about 10 years ago. And I remember, first of all, not being able to put it down. Like, I could not put it down. And what I take away, you know, I was talking to Robin, shout out to Robin, you know, she joined us on the episode where he talks about church hurt. Yeah, Robbie, um, Rob, yeah what's up, Robbie Lou? Uh, we were talking about the book and she asked me, what did I take away from the book? And I said, you know what? It actually wasn't like a quote or anything that was like, you know, profound in the pages. What I remember about the book is how it made me feel when I was reading it. Right? Girl. Their relationship, connection, just... Oh, mm-hmm. I'm all the way 100% there with you. I couldn't put the book down mm-hmm. when I started. Mm-hmm. I was eyes glued open, probably asleep at work or something. <laughs> 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 Trying to stay up all night to finish this book, which is, is not a very big book. But like once you start, you don't want to put it down mm-hmm. or you don't want that feeling to go away. You just mm-hmm. got to know what's going to happen next. That's and, a key. You do not want the feeling to go away. I remember right. feeling like that. Like, I cannot shut this book because it was, it was like that was my fantasy land of yeah. exploring like who God really is let me tell you something they better do this movie all the way right girl now you know these people (laughs) write these amazing books okay (laughs) and then they get these movie deals and you just can't fit all the glory of a book into a movie you just cannot no so my prayer has been since i have seen the preview and almost fell out of my seat that the the (laughs) fact that it was even coming to the big screen was like, Lord, please let them do it right. The, the cinematography in the previews, that in the trailers that we've seen, I, I wasn't let down. Like, I was like, okay, I could see the flowers blooming that they talked about mm-hmm. in the in the book. And, yeah. like, I could see. I could see it. All right. I could see. So, I, I'm kind of, I got my fingers crossed. I think they're going, they're not going to let us down. Oh, girl. Okay, the cinematography, obviously, is one thing because you do want the imagery that you pictured in your mind based off of what they describe in a book to come to life in a great way. But I need <laughs> these actors and actresses, okay? Right. To just get the spirit of the movie right. Yeah. Because it's everything, girl. Yeah. So I'm very excited to go and see that. Um, but so we were just like, hey, let's talk about the book because some pieces may be left out for those of you who have not read the book. Who just go see the movie, so. Oh, yeah. It is definitely going to be a spoiler alert, so. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. This is a bad time to <laughs> say spoiler alert, so right. we will put that um <laughs> in our in text about the podcast so you guys will know before you start listening. Spoiler, spoiler. Uh, but if you read the book, you can follow along, and if you're a person who doesn't care about spoilers, then hey, let's do it. All right. All right, so. Let's get uh, to some basics, obviously. We already told you guys 
The title of the book is The Shack, Where Tragedy Confronts Eternity. Girl, that sounds real deep. Right. (laughs) First of all, I I think when I heard about the book a long time ago, and I I don't even remember how I heard about the book, honestly. Um, You know what? I think I was in Walmart. It's all coming back to me. My memory is real shady, but as I'm saying this, (laughs) it's because God wants me to get it right, okay? Right. It's all coming back to me. I think that I was in Walmart, you know, and I saw the book, and then I saw the shack, and then a picture of a shack on a book, and I'm like, what is this about, okay? So this is back when I used to read, like, two at least two books a week, okay? That is not my life anymore. But, <laughs> and so it kind of like drew me in. I was like, well, what is this about? Like, why would a book about a shack even be interesting? Like, shacks, first of all, sound scary. Do they? To me, that must be an Alabama thing. Oh, first no. You always trying it. Let me tell you something. Okay. You don't think a shack sounds scary? Yeah, no, wait. The chicken shack and somebody described. I know a cousin or two of my house is a shack. Like, nah, Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, the shacks that I have seen, you know, I just think of something that's abandoned, don't have no lights. Yeah, no, my cousin definitely got lights. Mm, the floorboards missing, <laughs> a couple of windows missing. It might be snakes in there, tigers, lions, and bears. You never know what's living in a shack. Nah, they ain't, they ain't what I get from the shack. Oh, it's not? Okay. Uh, well... <laughs> Hey, that's <laughs> different strokes for different folks, okay? Because <laughs> that's why I was like, I don't really know why a book about the shack would be about a shack would be interesting. Um, but I, you know, picked it up and read the back of the book and was like, well, let's see what this is about. Because right. I think, you know, this is kind of when God was like showing Himself to me a little bit more. Um, so I, I was, you know, intrigued. I'm like, hmm. Let's see where the shack takes me. It's so funny how what happened all these many years ago brings us to this day yeah. at this moment right. for you to introduce this book to me and we're here now discussing it. Like it's so crazy, right? Like that God had this planned out. <laughs> Girl, every time I come over here with you, child, right. you're about to fall out because you say something that's just like Yes, girl, for I know the plans I have for you. This said the Lord. He said it, girl. Ooh, he is not playing with y'all on that. Uh, That is kind of crazy, but it's crazy and it's amazing all at the same time. Right. Um, So the author of the book, uh, his name is William P. Young. Um, And he, I think that he was writing before... He did this book, but he hadn't published anything. Um, And so his wife encouraged him to publish the book um, because she wanted him to write the story for their children. Right. See, it's always that help me. What? You know what I'm saying? See, a wife will take you to another level. I'm telling you. Brothers out there. Okay. You better hear us. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And so I was watching an interview that he did and he, you know, was talking about how his wife was pushing him because his story was a story of hurt. You know, he went through a lot of trauma as a younger person and 
he had to do a lot of healing um, and just getting back to a place where he had a relationship with God. And so he wrote the book to describe what he had been through in a sense with his kids, but to give them a way to kind of go the short way and not the long way as he did. Right. To build that relationship with God. So. He did a good job. He did. And I, you know, talk about a legacy. You know, these are the things that you can offer your family. He wasn't even considering publishing it. It was just for his family. This dynamic. Right. Wasn't it found on a Kinko's copy or something? Girl. (laughs) This dynamic piece of work was meant for a man's family. So that's some love to put into this because this book has changed people's lives. Right. See, he thought that he was only going to change his family's life. Right. Mm-mm. God was like, we turned up for everybody. Right. Um, and so I think that's one thing we all should strive to do. You know, we talked to Trey last week about the power of prayer. She mentioned like her mom praying for her and stuff when she was younger and how everything counts. Right. So this kind of just reminds me of that moment. Like right. as a parent, you know, you have to think about being a parent or a friend or a spouse or whatever. Like, what are you doing um, to kind of help people to give life to people in a good way? Right. Because this made my whole my whole life, obviously. Um. So at this point, there has been over 10 million copies of this book sold. Like, who knew? And the amazing part about that is. So he published a book in 2007 and it didn't even gain popularity till like the next year, really, um, 2008. And nobody wanted to publish his book. Right. So he had to self-publish with a $300 budget. Yeah, I remember reading it. Let me tell you about God. This (laughs) book review could stop right now. (laughs) I just told y'all, this book has sold over 10 million copies. Nobody wanted to publish him. He published himself with $300. Y'all, like, we can go home. Right. Like, right now. Right. Because then you have to split that, share that, <laughs> give it out. <laughs> right. And not even that. It just makes me think about when God gives you something, when he gives you a vision, when he tells you to do something and you're doing it for God, right? you're doing it for your purpose, for his glory, you don't need anybody's approval. Or help. Huh. Nobody <laughs> has to help you. Nobody has to high five you. Right. Nobody has to give you a good review. Right. Amen. If the Lord said do it, he will make a way for it to be done. So you just be obedient. Because 10 million copies later. All right. In a movie, okay. Eleven years after that, y'all can't. You know what? I'm done. I'm done for today. I'm. I'm just over. I can't. Like you cannot tell me that God is not good. If we had a mic, I'd drop it. <laughs> Wait, I'm, sorry. I'm not trying to take away from that. No, that's fine. This is a sensitive subject, okay? I, <laughs> I mean, because you was getting kind of hype over that, girl. I'm just saying, girl. That's just like. But when you think about like. Okay, we're going to go off on a tangent. Just come with us. When you think about <laughs> when you think about everything that God has given you and the things that you have not walked in faith on, 
Right. Because you didn't think that people would like it or you were scared or you didn't know if you could do it. And you missed your moment. Right. You missed your 10 million moment. Maybe. And it's really not about the 10 million, but it's it's the fact that, like, God can take everything and make it successful. Right. So that's why it's so important not to what, live in fear. Right. You know, and, and make a way to do it, even if people don't approve of it. You can't be worried about the world, girl. That's what this time you cannot be worried about the world. So that hair salon you wanted to start, you know, selling chicken in the front, doing hair in the back. Wait a minute. Do it, okay? Make it happen. I'm just saying, like any <laughs> idea that you may have. Okay. Yeah, I was just like major side eye because she put food and hair in the same. <laughs> that, but yeah, that's your friend, girl. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Right. So I love like just the inspiration for the book, why he wrote it, how he did it. You know, I just feel like that's that's enough to just stop right there and give God just the glory for just being good and being the God of his word. So Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he did just that. And multiple people, including yourself, are just super excited that he didn't, you know, listen to the naysayers or yeah. stop. Or, you know, yeah. just didn't go through with it because somebody didn't want to publish him or right. felt Ooh. like it wasn't good enough. Right, Girl, that is another thing. Ooh. You never know what God gave you to help somebody else. Right. See, you all wrapped up in your fears, but you don't know that God has given you something to bless a right. nation. Yeah. Girl, you know what? Thank you, folks. It's been great. You know, go read the shack. <laughs> all, right. <No. laughs> all right, then. <laughs> See y'all later. All right. Um, that is that's really good because honestly, like reading this book is the first time that I I began to understand what a relationship with God looked like. Yeah. Cause before for me it was all about routine and religion, like, oh, you just go to church because that's what you do. Right. You pray because that's what you do. God is up there, yeah. We respect him because that's what we do. Right. But then I read this book and I was like, Ooh, he <laughs> can be here with me. Right. Like in me. Guiding me yeah. daily change. So you know what? Thank you, William P. Young. Well, thank you to your wife. Right. Okay. Let's, let's give her her props. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, after the initial like, what is this? The shack situation, picking up the book. Then, you know, you have to turn the book around and read it and even figure out what the book is about. So what's about, right. girl? Girl. So I'm going to read the back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie Allen Phillips' youngest daughter, Missy, has been abducted during a family vacation, and evidence that she may have been brutally murdered is found in an abandoned shack deep in the Oregon wilderness. Ooh. Mm. Four years later, in the midst of his great sadness. What is that? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mac receives a suspicious note, apparently from God. Mm. inviting him back to that shack for a weekend okay like so yeah okay so okay. yeah this would be if i didn't know mm-hmm. about this just and i'm gonna pause right there on the back of the book i would definitely be intrigued i don't a, a note from god right like what a you, handwritten note right what you say like with a pencil like this for real mm. i'm being punk. right you see Cause you never know. Right. Is it you, Jesus? That's what you asking. But that's how that's what we we think as human. But thank God. Ooh. Okay. So, against his better judgment, mm-hmm. he arrives at the shack on a wintry afternoon, and walks back into his darkest nightmare. Girl, 
What he finds there will change Max's world forever. <laughs> in a world where religion seems to grow increasingly irrelevant, the shack wrestles with the timeless question, where is God in a world so filled with unspeakable pain? Mm. The answers Mac gets will astound you and perhaps transform you much as it did him. You'll want everyone you know to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. It is. Um, girl, but let's back up. Because that said, ooh. It said against his better judgment, he arrives at the shack on a wintry afternoon and walks back into his darkest nightmare. Girl, let me tell you something about nightmares, what I'm not trying to do. All right. Girl. You know how I feel about scary movies. Ooh. <laughs> you want me to go back into the darkness, Jesus? Ooh. What is he trying to say to us here? Hmm. Find deliverance in some dark places sometimes. All right. Huh. But, you know, that's how it goes. It does. Um, and so pretty much that's the overview you get of what the book is about when you read the back of it initially. And so that definitely sold both of us. Right. We read it and a lot of other people. Um, and so now we'll get in to talk about some of the main characters. So you guys heard us mention, um, Mackenzie. That's basically who the book is. Uh, written around, um, mm-hmm. and that is a reflection of William P. Young. Yeah. Um, so that's what he said about himself. So just to talk a little bit about the characters, uh, Mackenzie Allen Phillips, he's the main character of the novel. He portrays himself as a caring and brave father. Mackenzie was abused as a child by his father, which resulted in his having a traumatic life. And I think that's true for William P. Young. I think that's his true story. Yeah. Um, the death of his daughter, Missy, brings him great grief and guilt. He becomes overwhelmed with everything as he learns that his sweet daughter might have been abducted and murdered. Throughout the novel, Mackenzie displays himself um, a strong man that holds the capability of enduring life's difficulties. And, you know, I liked, I like Mackenzie, but you can definitely see his transition throughout the book because he went to Bible school, you know, oh, he, yeah. he knew the word. Right. Um, he surrounded himself around, around Christian people, people, but he was, something was missing. Yes. And so that's, hey, that can preach right there too. Cause you can know the word, you can know everything, you can know every gospel song and something can still be missing. Right. Right. So. Um, our next major character in the book was Papa. Papa. And in this, uh, in the book, she was the, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Power to the women. Ooh, but what kind? Ooh. Girl. What but kind of woman? Is the, she's displayed as a black woman. Yes. How does it? Yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Mackenzie feels comfort and love from Eloise because she tells him, uh, that she should, that he should let out all his feelings, and it does the soul good. Mm-hmm. It's like the soul for black woman, right? Yes. I'm sorry, and Eloise is like, I guess her government name, but yeah. her, <laughs> her nickname is Papa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as she stretches out her arms to Mackenzie, he feels warmth and love as he did from his mother, mm-hmm. also known as Papa. She shows Mackenzie that Missy is in heaven with Jesus, and she later takes him to. Find Missy's body. Mackenzie mm. mm. is able to see the depth of God's love and the help of Papa. 
I just recall reading the book mm-hmm. and when Papa was introduced, like everything about that description of Papa mm-hmm. was what I felt when I read the book when he first met Papa. Like mm-hmm. they, he, William Young made his words just the way he described Papa, like mm-hmm. just this soulful woman that, <clears throat> excuse me embrace this man who was yes. broken and hurt and like confused and didn't know where he was what was going on and mm-hmm. everything that he described in the description that I just read encompassed Papa like yeah and you know what I got from Papa every you know when I was reading and every time there was a scene with Papa or Papa was speaking or aka God um right because that's whose Papa's character is, is God. Sorry. I no, it's fine. I felt like very warm and comforted. You know, she was always cooking. Right. And just loving, arms always open. It almost makes you think of like how you see on the movies like grandma's house. It's yes. just like you just wanna be there forever. Like right. you don't wanna go anywhere else. Um And he was like that for one point in the yeah, movie. Yeah. So <laughs> in the movie, in a book, in the book, I'm sure he'll be like that in the movie as well. All right. Um, but, but that's what I got. Just a very warm, like loving space. Like I could almost smell the food right. that she was always cooking up. <laughs> like you don't have to worry about being hungry. Right. Okay. All right. When it comes to God, if you get that word. All right. But she also had this way about her to like get him to understand like she mm-hmm. said what needed to be said mm-hmm. i mean she did it in a loving way but she was like look i need you to hear what i'm saying mm-hmm. you might not understand it now you might not i i get it you you have right. to come she let him come at his own right time. Mm-hmm. she didn't it wasn't forceful it wasn't it was god like it was i mean it was perfect like it, it definitely was god yeah god is not forceful upon us he we come to him at our own time like mm-hmm. we i mean and he accepts us for who we are what we right. are where we are and her word or her word or god's word um was what it was like yeah. in the book it's kind of like she said it and she left it there and she was like you know you can almost imagine god being like all right so now i'm waiting on you right because what i just said is not going well, to change absolutely i'm gonna give you time to kind of contemplate on that and so I, and you know, that's why this next character in the book was so important <laughs> and still is so important is Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes. Whew. Okay. So Jesus, Jesus's character is seen as a Middle Eastern man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> whose attire presents him as a construction worker or carpenter. He becomes a close friend of Mackenzie. And helps him understand the meaning of sacrifice and love. Y'all, let me tell you. Me and Jesus was best friends. Like, after I read this book. Like, first of all, Jesus was dropping dimes. He was. Like, all over the place, girl. And so, the first time I read it, I knew I was in love with it. But the second time I read it, girl, I was like, throwing my book across the room. I was like, you know what? You better. Hey. Girl. Jesus, you better. When they ran over that water. (laughs) See. I was like. Jesus. Right. Well, he was just trying to get him to step out. Right. Uh, (laughs) Come on. And he was just, 
always there, a really good friend. It was a lot of good conversation between the two. Um, he connected the initially with Jesus mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm. He he definitely made that connection first with Jesus. Yeah, like Jesus was super cool. Like I want to be friends with Jesus. Thank God I am today. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really loved his character um, in the book. So yeah. And lastly, but not least, of course, mm-hmm. um, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, Sarai. Yeah, Sarai. We don't even, look, I'm waiting for the movie to come out because right. how do you pronounce this? Right. But I think it's like Sarah you or Sarai you or something like that. So we're going to go with that one. <laughs> right. But it's the Holy Spirit. Spirit right. Yeah. <laughs> this character is depicted as an Asian woman who assists Mackenzie in reaching enlightenment. When Mackenzie meets Sarayu, he assumes she is a gardener. Her presence makes Mackenzie feel as if a huge weight was lifted off his shoulders. When Mackenzie cries, Sarayu catches his tears in a bottle and later uses it to show him that even sad tears have a purpose. Mm -hmm. She later pours the tears out onto Missy's grave and flowers grow. Aww. When Mackenzie was only able to see sorrow in his life, Sarayu helps him to find the joy that God gives, even during the pain of losing his beloved daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, her character in the book, The Holy Spirit, it was just just as the description. Like, she was always, flowers were always blooming. It was just mm-hmm. always a present Feeling like a, a happy feeling, like yeah, a sweet, sweet spirit. Like, yeah. that's what she was. And that's yeah. what the Holy Spirit is. Like, yeah. I mean, they, this man did an amazing job with these. Ooh, and I loved how the Holy Spirit was so, so as she just said, the Holy Spirit took care of this beautiful garden. Yeah. But as you, you know, kind of further explore the garden in the book, you see that some of the garden is it's a little messed up. Yeah. Right, some of the garden is not right, but she was so excited about those parts of the garden. It's almost right. like she loved those parts more. Right. And it was on time because that was the part that she took Mackenzie to. Mm-hmm. And he learned his biggest lesson. Yeah. From. Yeah. I just... And, you know, it's kind of hard to pick a... Fa- and there are more characters in the book, but those are kind of like the four main characters. And so usually... When you read a book or when I read a book, I have like one character that I take away and was like, they made this story. Right. But I I personally feel that all of these characters are essential to the story. And that's so true in our personal lives. Absolutely. You know, so we're we're uh Mackenzie. Yeah. You know, and we can't do anything without the father, the son, and the spirit. Like right. it's vital to have all three. So it was really cool to see the book um depict how they even interact um and further kind of go into I guess kind of like in layman terms because when I first read the book you know I wasn't big into reading my bible and a lot of people aren't and so if you aren't this is a good way to kind of step in the water a little bit right you know now it it is a book now yes so don't you know yeah this ain't it ain't it's not the bible (laughs) (laughs) let's get that straight this is not the living word right but it'll jump start. Yeah, you. it's a great way to get you a jump start. I just want to piggyback off that. Like the book did 
show a great depiction of how the three intertwine. Like mm -hmm. they, it was never one without the other. They mm -hmm. were all the Trinity were always together, mm -hmm. and they all worked synonymously to make sure Mackenzie got the message that he needed. Mm -hmm. They all taught him a lesson. Yeah, they did in their own unique ways. Right, but it's like I couldn't imagine reading the book without the Holy Spirit's character. Right. Or I couldn't imagine reading the book without Papa the God's character. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wouldn't have made sense. Right. Just like our lives, our lives do not make sense without all three. Right. So, you know, which kind of takes us to a, off on another tangent. How, I don't know if you've met anybody who will say, oh, like, I believe in God, but I don't do Jesus and all that supernatural stuff. Okay. Like the Holy Spirit. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. You cannot. But how'd that go? So look, you asked the wrong one. But what I do know is, <laughs> what I do know is, God is real. The Holy Spirit is real. And Jesus is my friend who is with me all the time. Right. So he real too. <laughs> and so that's what I really loved about the book. I mean, for me, the first part of the book, when it, describes what when it's going through like what happened to get him to that point when i read it the first time to me that part was kind of slow but i'm one of those people who yeah i'm gonna read like two chapters and try to go to the back because i need to know what's going on i just need to know <laughs> i just gotta know um so i think that's kind of where i was like oh my gosh like where's the part where he like meets jesus and all these people um but my when he went to the shack my whole life changed right uh, I think everybody' life changed when right, they made it to the shed. Right, so that's always awesome. Um, so I guess at this point we can kind of talk about some of the themes of the book. Um, the biggest theme is love. What it really means to love. Um, and so I was listening to another interview that William P. Young did about the book, and he said for him especially given the things that he went through, why it was important for him to write this book from a love perspective is because he thinks sometimes when people think about quote-unquote religion, they don't see God as this loving being. They, it's almost like it's all these instructions. You better not do this. You better not do that. You know, because God, now God is love, but God is not playing either, okay? And so I think for him, what he was saying was that he thinks a lot of people sees God as just like this hardcore being that just really can't like meet you where you are. So with this book, he wanted to change that perception. Right. Yeah. So I, I love that because, again, for me, this is the first time I realized like religion over relationship or relationship over religion. But, you know, it's kind of yeah. like there's a One difference is. between being religious and then having a relationship it really is and that's the relationship is what takes you to the next level right um and i think this book did a great job at showing four beings in a relationship that help set somebody free right um and so that just kind of goes into the next theme uh, the self versus the supernatural Whew. Hmm. that's a good thing it's a great theme. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because we've talked about this before. We some real selfish people. Right. And we like to rely on us 
for everything. And that's why sometimes we stay stuck in places longer than we have to. Um, cause we're trying to do it ourselves mm-hmm. and you can't do it alone. No, It's the spirit in you, God above, you know, that, that helps you get through everything. Right. And so that goes to faith. Right. Do you believe in the supernatural? Girl. Girl. Mm. That's, let me drop the mic right there. <laughs> <laughs> cause who, that faith boy. Who? We got to stand out on. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't want to say the biggest thing. Well, love is obviously like a big thing, but forgiveness is another huge. Because when he went, oh. Mm-mm-mm. Now, y'all know that y'all have been in situations where the Lord has told y'all to forgive people, but you like, nope, I ain't right. doing it. Right. So you walking around mad for 700 years. Right. Just skin looking bad. <laughs> Face all smushed up. Right. Can't go to the family reunion. <laughs> Hair don't look right. Yeah, don't. <laughs> just, <laughs> just spirit is bad because you can't forgive. Right. And it's hard because you, oh, well, they offended me again. Right. Self, self, self. Um, and I remember, I think, hearing this quote for the first time at our church with one of the pastors that said, not forgiving somebody is like, Drinking, you drinking, drinking poison, poison and yeah. hoping the other person would nah. die. Yeah, I remember that. Girl, I'm not. That's good. It's great, right? Because that's exactly how it is. Because you really are the person who's mad, right? You can't move on, right? You can't get out the bed. Nothing. That person ain't even think about you. Ooh, ain't thought two <laughs> thoughts about you. And I think the important thing with forgiveness is that. I feel like what the book says and what I, I know to be true in my personal life is, you know, you have to be okay with not getting that apology or whatever it is that you want from that other person. You right. have to like go so deep in God and let that love and comfort um, and that word heal you. Yeah. That it doesn't matter what the other person says because they don't validate you anyway. Right. And that's a big they don't validate you, okay? That's the big problem. We put so much in people, and they don't validate us. Right. God validated us a long time ago. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what you got to stand on and get back to. Um, so those would be like the three um, major themes of the book. So, I mean, y'all, I don't even know if we're doing this book justice because it's so good. Um, so at this point in time... Was there anything um, that stood out to you in the book? Let me tell you guys. I mean, obviously, like, so the first part of the book is just kind of like the story, like I said, of how he gets there. And after that, once he goes into the shack, like, everything is golden. Like, every single word you read is, like, something that you could apply to your life or that you need to know. Um, So it's just so much goodness, (laughs) like, in those chapters. It's hard to pick, like, what you love and what you don't love. Right. So the the whole book was, of course, good to me. But I think with him setting it up the way he did, mm-hmm. it was just perfect for his experience in the shack to me. Yeah. Like so, if I hadn't had the background history of his father and the way his unforgiveness of that, mm-hmm. which then later down the years he had these children and one dies and mm-hmm. he is grieving and holding on to this and 
he found out so much about himself mm-hmm. when he got to the shack. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he had revelations that he didn't know. Like, this man was saved. This man was in the Word, walking daily. And, I mean, everything about that, it just resonated with me. It makes you self-reflect mm-hmm. and think about things in your own personal life. Like, am I doing this mm-hmm. right? Is this me, Lord, trying to tell me something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think at just how how it ends like oh it's just awesome and amazing as well just I, I don't know I just went through the whole book so like, I didn't <laughs> I didn't pick a specific because it always Girl, uh, everything to me but I mean oh, I don't know it was just a great book like the relationship the the way I felt I just didn't want the moment to end like I didn't want that feeling to go away Mm-hmm. While I was reading the book. Girl, that feeling was everything. Yeah. I just felt like you felt like sad and happy and just so many things. Right. I mean, <laughs> you feel everything like while reading the book. Um, So I have a passage to read from the book that I thought was pretty amazing. And William P. Young addressed this in one of his interviews. And so this comes from um, a moment where Jesus and Mackenzie were just kind of having this cool conversation, like out on the lawn, looking at the stars. I mean, first of all, how cool is that? Like just looking at the stars with Jesus, you know, that's what I'm doing tonight. (laughs) Um, And so it says, Jesus stopped as he was about to throw a rock. One last thing I want you to remember about this conversation, Mac, before you go. He tossed the rock. Mac looked up surprised. Before I go, Jesus ignored his question. Mac, just like love, submission is not something that you can do, especially not on your own. That's good, again, because we try to ever do, we try to do everything on our own. It says, apart from my life inside you, You can't submit to Nan, and Nan is his wife, um, your children, or anyone else in your life, including Papa or God. You mean, Mac, quite, that I can't just ask, what would Jesus do? Jesus chuckled. Good intentions, bad idea. Let's pause, because how many times do we say, what would Jesus do? All right. So in the book, Jesus says, good intentions, bad idea. Let me know how it works for you. If that's the way you choose to go, he paused and grew sober. Um, Seriously, my life was not meant to be an example to copy. Being my follower is not trying to be like Jesus. It means your independence is killed. I came to give you life, real life, my life. We will come and live our life inside you so that you begin to see with your eyes and hear with our eye, our ears and touch with our hands and think like we do. But we will never force that union on you. If you want to do your thing, have edit. Time is on our side. Okay, so... What I take from that, or what the author said about that 
passage was that, you know, we always say, like, what would Jesus do? And be and his thought process behind that is because God, you know, the spirit lives inside of us, is what would Jesus do? Yeah. Not what would. It's not a past tense kind of thing, you know. We're we're living out who God is. Right. We're not trying to follow this thought that was long ago. It's that like the song, it's the God in me. <laughs> you're living, you're living it out. You're a reflection of who he is, um, coupled with the uniqueness of who you are. Right. Um, so I love that about the book. Um, there's just so, so many good things about what happens in these pages. So read it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so last but not least, uh, there's been a lot of controversy behind the book. Man, it's always a hate. <laughs> I guess I guess it wouldn't be good if it wasn't a hater right. or two or four or thousand. Right. Trying to man. There's a lot of controversy about Jesus though. It is. So what you expect? You're right. They hated Jesus, baby. We won't break. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> And so, a lot of the controversy behind the book is based um, from people who are into theology, pretty much. Um, because some of the things are not extremely, like, biblical. They're like, well, the Bible didn't say that, and the Bible didn't say that. And, you know, I don't think that he was trying to quote the Bible. This ain't quote the Bible. the Bible. I think that he was trying to get us to understand relationship and how important it was. Um, and so, that's the controversial part behind it. So, theologians, man, I take... Man. Shout it's out awesome. to the theologians though, you know. <laughs> the people who know the word, but right. you know, I think for him it was about relationship. Right. I think I think sometimes people read too much into something. Mm-hmm. Like it's too it's a book, right? And yeah. I mean, I guess when you put like I think we had a conversation before when you put a Christian stamp on something, it's held to a higher standard mm-hmm. and I mean, you're using a trinity and... and which, it, which it should be. Right. Um, but the yeah. things that they, you know, they they criticize and crucify this man for, like, I mean, it was so intricate that I mean, nobody... I mean, I'm just thinking of an example. Like I said, in a conversation we are having before, we were talking about how the, uh, the nails in Jesus' hand... Oh, yeah, yeah. Were reflected in God's hands. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember read like I I remember reading it once that once mm-hmm. they brought it up, but I don't. That didn't stand out to me when I was reading. It. Right. Like the the small things that they pick apart. Right. In the books, just and right, and I and I think for most of us, for those of us who really love the book, what we took away from this was like, I want more of God. Yeah. God, I want more of you. I want more of a relationship with you. Jesus, like, it is all about you. Um, Not that God got on green shoe strings and it wasn't in the... Right. <laughs> the, the Old Testament. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's just, you know, the controversy behind it as well. Just to be fair, to put that out there. Um, and so, the author said that his the big point to this is to show people that Although God's behavior um, can be uncertain to us in our human minds, because we don't know, you know, like we know, but we don't know. Right. Right. And the world is extremely uncertain. He said the bigger point is God's character is not uncertain. Right. And I was like, you know what? Now, that's a word right there. That was a word, right? That's good. 
Because God was who he was. Like, right. Uh, who she was. I apologize. Yeah. In the book. <laughs> in the book. <laughs> well, and you know, God God is God. God is everything. God is not male nor female, you know. But yeah. for the purposes of the book, who she was, for the purposes of how we've learned it, who he is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but for the purposes of reality, God is God. Right, right. God's character is amazing. And that is always something that we can count on and know to be true. Like, I don't know what this outcome is going to be, but I do know that all things are going to work for my good. Right. Now, the road to get to that, you know, might right. be a little shaky. I might trip up, might bump my head. But at the end of the day, God is going to take care of me. So, uh, yeah, guys, that's it for our book review. Again, the movie comes out this weekend. We encourage you to read the book, watch the movie. Let us know what you guys think. Um, send us your questions or comments especially if you've never read the book um or if you just go see the movie first we'd really be interested to know you guys can hit us up at details at god eliminate.com or our instagram at god eliminate yes and uh twitter twitter <laughs> facebook everything <laughs> and so uh again we hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did and we'll holler at y'all later all right peace